Good morning. My name is Dick and Norman Freeman, and I will be presenting today's lesson titled Gaining in Jesus Christ from Philippians third chapter verses seven through 11. Let us first go to God in prayer. Great Jehovah Yahweh, we humbly submit ourselves before you this day, thanking you for another opportunity to study your word. We pray that your word will go forward in a manner that will be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray that you will use this lesson in a way that someone will be drawn to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Pharisees were a sect of zealous Jews who held to the letter of their interpretation of the law and their own traditions. They were the most privileged people in the temple worship. They held strongly, for example, to physical circumcision and keeping of the laws. One must definitely be a Jew, freeborn, as a keeper of the law and blameless in all aspects of the religion. To attain the position of a Pharisee is a very rigorous undertaking, which requires much learning and knowledge of the law. The position also comes with great advantages and privileges. As we have seen in the first six verses, Paul had reached the high echelon. Indeed, when it came to meeting every requirement of Judaism, he had no equals. Paul was very encouraging to his Christian family. Even as he sat in prison, his letter was full of love. Paul warned them about people who could lead them astray. He was also concerned about people who trusted more in themselves and their accomplishments. None, however, had reason to boast, according to Paul, for he himself had as much reason as anyone else. But Paul had a background that was impressive by any standard, and especially by Hebrew qualifications. He understood from personal experience what it meant to have all the prized religious values, virtues, and achievements, only to discover that it was not the be-all and end-all of life. Paul was born out of the tribe of Benjamin and was circumcised on the eighth day according to the law. Paul was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He was a trained and educated as a Pharisee and used that knowledge to persecute the church. If anyone had reason to place confidence in his own ability and knowledge, it was Paul. Today's lesson titled Gaining in Jesus Christ from Philippians third chapter verse seven through 11 is divided into two parts for ease of discussion. I will read the scripture in its entirety from the New Living Translation and then discuss each part directly after the scripture reading. These two parts are, part one, all is gained through Christ, Philippians third chapter verses seven through nine. And part two, what it means to know Christ, Philippians third chapter, verse 10 through 11. Scripture for today's lesson, titled Gaining in Jesus Christ from Philippians third chapter, verse seven through 11 and verse seven reads, 
I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have declared everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, rather I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him and share his death so that one may, uh, one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Now let's discuss uh, part one, all is gained through Christ. If ever a person had reason to have confidence in himself and his intellectual abilities, it was Paul. Yet even though Paul had impeccable credentials which gave him standing in the Jewish hierarchy, he gave it all up when it, he encountered Christ. Paul told the Philippians about his own heritage and accomplishments. Concerning his heritage, there were four gains, which he now counted as loss for Christ's sakes. First, he was circumcised on the eighth day, which meant he was born a Jew, not a proselyte or one who was converted to Judaism. Second, he was pure Hebrew not of mixed descent, as were many in Palestine during that day. Third, Paul was from the tribe of Benjamin, which had remained loyal to the Davidic line when the kingdom divided. And fourth, he was a Hebrew of Hebrews, a phrase often used to designate those who had retained the national language. Though settled in a Greek city, Paul's family had continued to speak the Hebrew language. Paul was a Pharisee, part of the strict sect, whose life pursuit was to obey the law in every detail. He was so devoted to his way of life that he gladly and eagerly, and probably with a great sense of arrogance and superiority, persecuted those in the church. Obviously a man of great intellectual ability, Paul came to realize that no legalistic training or adherence could save him or anyone else. All the things to his advantage, including honor and respect, he counted as lost for Christ. Paul says in Philippians 3, 7, here Paul says, all the positions and aspirations that every Jewish young man dreams of and are thought to be gained and what he has already achieved are now a loss to him. The loss is voluntary for the sake of something better. Paul considers everything lost for Christ. Paul's encounter with the living Christ on the Damascus road altered his perspective in life. He reassessed his priorities regarding worldly glory while being ignorant of the riches of knowing Christ. He gained knowing Christ as Lord and eternal life. Preferring to know Christ rather than having worldly possessions and position 
is reemphasized in verse 8. Paul did not only consider all things a loss in order to have personal knowledge of Christ, he incurred the loss of everything. Paul evaluates his past, his privilege, family, religious heritage, and rise to fame as a Pharisee. Paul finds them worthless compared to his new privilege of knowing Christ. For Paul, knowing Christ is superior and supremely more valuable than all other things. Paul, to his conversion, Paul attained a high position by keeping the law. Prior to his conversion, Paul attained a high position by keeping the law. The law was measuring stick for righteousness in Judaism. This type of self-righteousness gives rise to pride and contradicts the work of Christ. Paul relies now on the righteousness which is through Christ, Philippians 3.9. This is based not on personal merit, but on the finished work of Christ, effected by faith only. As it was when he was a Pharisee, or let's discuss this part two now. As it was when he was a Pharisee, righteousness remained uh, his consuming goal. Now, however, he pursued righteousness from God, found through faith in Christ, not the self-righteousness of his previous life. Righteousness is not a human achievement. It is the work of God in someone who has the openness of faith to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in order to know Christ. Paul gave up the life he once held so dear. Paul wanted to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. To know Christ is not just an intellectual understanding of who he is, it is the most intimate relationship with him. The closest example is the relationship between the husband and the wife. To know Christ is to experience his life. When we suffer, we are carrying our cross and experiencing a bit of what Christ endured for us. In life, we can have partial knowledge of his existence. That knowledge will be made complete in the resurrection from the dead. What does it, Paul mean when, by sharing or participating in the suffering of Christ? Participating in the suffering does not imply inflicting suffering on oneself as in self-mutilation or exposing oneself to danger in the name of Christ. Paul is already dead to sin at the instance of his conversion on the road to Damascus. This was past experience. However, he strives to make the effects of this death a daily reality through lifestyle and the conscious choices he makes daily, renouncing self and its desires and all that does not conform to the likeness of Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is important to us for three reasons. His resurrection guarantees that our human bodies have great importance. It was, his, it, it was in his earthly body that he died on, upon the cross, 
and in his heavenly body that he rose again. The resurrection points to God's stamp of approval upon our physical bodies, his creation. Secondly, his resurrection is the guarantee that we shall rise again. God shares his eternality with us beginning the day of our conversion. And third, his resurrection blesses us with the wonderful joy of his promise to be with us forever. In order to know Christ and have a personal relationship with him, we need to be willing to make sacrifices in our lives. Sometimes we have to give up old friends. Other times we must make time and take time to read and meditate on his word, engaging in prayer and fasting. So often in our fast-paced society, we must do we must be deliberate about being available for God. Are you determined to do so? This ends today's lesson. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving light to your ways and opening our minds that we may see the things that you have stored up for us. Help us to remember to be obedient to you in every way. Help us to recognize that while we are alive here on earth, that we must live in a manner that reflects your ways and your values. Give us the wisdom to know and understand what life in your presence will be like. Help us to understand that all we need to do is tell the story and the Holy Spirit does the rest. Bless this lesson and allow it to touch someone to bring them to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.